is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is that time. Craig Bowler, Jack, going to join us. His playoff spotlight brought to you by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainlandsupply.com. Joining us now, television voice of the Utah Jazz. He's our good friend, Craig Bowler, Jack. And Bowler, I think that's a pretty appropriate sponsor for your appearance on the show. Mountain Land, that's, that's your thing, oh, man. Love those guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate them uh, jumping on board for the big show. How about that? Yeah, Gordon uh, Gordon thought, uh, you know, we know you have a, an announcement for us, and we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, Gordon thought that that announcement was that you're going to come down to the arena and, and be on the grounds crew and, like, trimming the hedges and stuff. <laughs> I thought it was fitting, Moeller. No, no. Yeah, they asked me to come down and take care of the trees uh, that Larry, you know, pl- uh, potted. What was that, 30-something years ago? And uh Got my pruning shears and my belt, and I'm ready to roll. So. <laughs> no, but uh, you go. What, uh, what's the announcement? What do you guys well, have on the tap? Enact, You know what? Look, it, it's exciting for me and Thurl and Alema and others that will make visits throughout this second round. But uh, tip of the hat to the Jazz to keep us involved. Lock on radio and Ron Boone. But we'll be outside tonight starting at 730 just to kind of do some things uh, that will be pumped into the uh, Vivid Arena for the uh, incoming fans and give away some insight on game one. And then at halftime, uh, we'll be up on the fifth floor set. Uh, we'll break down the first half with some highlights and stats, and then we'll stick around. And with a jazz victory, of course, uh, we'll be talking to players via from the floor, you know, and throughout the arena. So, Hey, I'm just excited to be a part of it. You know, network shut us down. All I talked to Ian Eagle, who's calling the game tonight. You know, he calls, he's the voice of the nets and, you know, we got through COVID, we got through the bubble, we got through um, doing remote broadcasts from everyone's home arena, and uh, I know Ian's excited just to, to be ready to call second-round, you know, playoff games. So, uh, Ian Eagle on the call tonight, and I'll still be in the building, uh, and that excites me. Is that a big announcement? No, but what I – It's cool, it's though. A big announcement. Awesome. The big announcement is I'm breaking out a new playoff coat. All right. Sports jacket. Ooh, all right. And I've got, it's got, I, you know, I kind of went on the edge a bit to compete with, you know, who, uh, the two fast the fast Denisha's, And that is of course, big T and a lemma. It's hard to beat those two. I'm just going to try to compete. That's it. Bowler, before we get to the jazz, I wanted to ask you what you thought of Jokic winning the MVP. Well, I think we kind of knew that a couple of months ago, there were doubters, right? Many who were uh, hard on, Jokic about this would be the weakest uh, you know, MVP selection in the last 30-plus years. Look, we watched him. We all have around uh, you know, the Jazz and saw him up close and personal in the bubble last year. He's a talented guy, uh, can rebound. He can shoot outside in. He's got the ability to you know, turn and face the basket, sweeping hook shot. He also, I think, intrigues me because he's a hell of a passer. I mean, he really has all facets of the game. 
And, you know, one day you may see a Donovan Mitchell in that discussion, and rightly so, because of his rebounding. And also I think he's understood that, you know, his passing game is at a high level, and also he needs to to obviously get teammates involved while he scores. It's hard to be a, a triple threat, right? Jokic is one of those players. And, you know, if it comes to be in the Western Conference Final, all that tells us is it's the matchup with Gobert and Jokic. There's a long ways to go with the Clippers and a long ways to go with the Phoenix Suns, who were, by the way, marvelous. I mean, daunting. I mean, I, I just sat there with my mouth open, and they flipped like a nine-point lead into a nine-point a nine nine-point disadvantage into a nine-point lead and just went on to win by 17. Uh, pretty impressive. But the first half was kind of what we saw all year long with how Jokic can dominate a game. But, boy, there wasn't there isn't much more firepower than Jokic. And I think that's the one thing that will be a, an interesting fact tonight, how the benches fare, right, with the Clippers and the Jazz. So, to me, that's one of the X factors as we move forward into round two. How do you think the uh, Jazz match up with the Clippers, Bowler? Well, you got to Kawhi that we saw in the last two games to force this, uh, to, to earn, not force, but to earn uh, their way into the second round. I mean, he dominated game six in Dallas, right, to force a, a game seven back at Staples Center. He's special. We all know that. We know what he's done. Uh, we know that he's got titles under his belts and MVPs, and uh, he's got, you know, hands that, you know, go for weeks. Uh, and he's a confident guy. Not a lot of expression, right, Jake? I mean, Paul George doesn't either. I'm not sure how the chemistry truly is between those two. But, uh, look, Kawhi and Paul George are high level, you know. I mean, high level. Um, you know, all-stars and beyond. Future Hall of Famers in my book. So, I think the Jazz have to use the crowd, get off to a nice start, solid start, and, of course, the three ball will be uh, a huge indicator of how the Jazz are going to fare against the L.A. Clippers. And also, like I said, I think it's the bench. Uh, what's Joe do? Now, tonight, most likely with Mike out, that's who your starting two guards is going to be. He's used to that, but also he needs to kind of work his way out of a three-point shooting funk. Um, and hopefully that happens tonight. But, you know, who's that other player? Is it going to be bogey? Uh, would it be D-Faves? Uh, and what I'm interested to see, too, guys, what does Ty Lue do instead of going with a smaller lineup? Does Zubats actually get more minutes and play the post against Gobert, or will he force the Jazz to play a little smaller? It'll be interesting to see how the chess match begins tonight. So uh, I think the Jazz bench overall – Honestly, Jake, as more depth than the Clippers. And, you know, that could be the X factor in this. Is it going to be a couple of extra buckets from Royce O'Neal or George Niang, uh, who have been knocking down threes in that first-round series um, against Memphis? So there's a lot of questions we're going to get answers to tonight. And how much of an impact uh, is going to – you know, pose the Jazz, pose for the Jazz without Mike Conley. We know what he did in the first round, right, against his old team, the Memphis Grizzlies. And now Donovan has to start this series without him in game one, much like how Mike had to start game one without Donovan against the Grizzlies. So, Bowler, uh, Quinn was asked a lot about the switching defenses and alter- alternating defenses and whatever it is that the Jazz could end up facing with the Clippers. And uh, I, I got the impression from him that 
they had been through all of that and that they felt pretty confident about what they were going to try to accomplish. It was just going to come down to a matter of execution. If the Clippers go small, what does that mean for Rudy Gobert? Oh, well, you know, that's going to be up to Quinn to see if uh, they keep him on the floor, bring him out. I mean, you still have to attack the paint on occasion, right? So what that does is it forces the Clippers uh, to be more of a jump shooter, jump shooting team, three-point shooting team. They have that ability, you know, uh, like the Jazz. But, you know, Rudy, Rudy's going to have to also help on the offensive end, right? And that's what will be intriguing to see the younger players trying to swipe down on Gobert, turn, forcing turnovers, which, again, allows teams like we've seen many times this year get off and take it down to Jazz throats off turnovers. To me... I go back to the Quinn Snyder's comments about the you know the his team has to be precise. That's who they are, and I couldn't agree more. Tonight against the Clippers, both home and away, the Jazz cannot afford those those turnovers, especially Bogdanovich when he tries to turn the corner. Jake, you and Tim have talked a lot about this in the post game show, but when he tries to get position and turn, guys are waiting and take that ball off his off hand or even just pick his pocket. Um, I think, you know, Jazz have gotten into trouble with runs when they go two or three in a row uh, at times with turnovers and teams are, you know, basically running to the rim alone. So I think you got to watch that number tonight as well. Points off the turnover. Sometimes you can dodge a bullet, especially at home, uh, but you still have to be very aware of being careful with the ball and being precise, as Quinn says, with your pass tonight. Well, or Jake has avoided that whole topic with uh, Bogdanovich and his turnovers. That's that's I'm the one who keeps bringing that up, and he keeps denying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right, Jake. Uh, no, more Gordon's opinion is Bogdanovich should be cut from the team, <laughs> and I I think he's I think he uh, is quite good. So a little little difference there. Uh-oh. Look, hey, when Bogey's on, look, they missed him in the bubble last year. Let's be honest. And there, he started off slow. The wrist, I think, again, anybody who's had a, a surgery or an injury always knows it takes time to get it out of your head because you're always thinking, if I fall, is it going to, you know, is it going to stay together? Uh, is, is the surgery good, or is the wrist, you know, going to let go on me? I mean, I, I can only experience that with knees. You know, and I know guys who had multiple shoulder injuries and they just constantly kept popping out. So, man, there's a lot of mental, um, you know, I, I think you've got to fight through the fear. I think Bogey did it mostly after the All-Star break. And I think, again, he's going to loom large in this playoffs. And you have to get those 18, 20-point games and some critical three-point shots, too. I hope also Bogey remembers that he can run it inside and score. He's a big, strong player. I, I like the fact, and you know, T and I talked a lot about it during the season, sometimes his confidence grows, Jake and Gordon, in the first quarter when you see him, instead of popping a three, take the ball and roll it inside, get to the free throw line because he's a strong player. And if they do go small, let Bogdanovich take advantage of some of the um, undersized at times, or maybe just a one-on-one opportunity that he's going to get. That he's going to get because I guarantee you they're going to be focused on Donovan Mitchell. Someone's going to be open, and that's where it comes into play where you make the shot, whether it's a three or a cutting back, you know, on a backdoor cut, and you score. Uh, if you don't have a big on the floor in the Clippers' case, and you have to take advantage of that if you can. But your question earlier about Gobert, that's going to be intriguing to see how this plays out, uh, how impactful he will be. 
uh, and whether or not Quinn substitutes him out in situations for D faves, uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, we're about two and a half hours out, so a lot of our answers, hopefully, to our questions will come. Just going to throw a Royce O'Neal take by you, Bowler, and uh, just to get your thoughts, agree, disagree, whatever. But uh, I think Royce is going to be critical in this series because he's going to be the one with the with the toughest defensive assignment as usual. But he's got to make his shots so he can stay on the floor and be that defensive player. So the other team, you know, the Jazz aren't playing four on five. He's got to be. He's got to make enough shots that they got to worry about him. Jake, play smart, right? Uh, and you make a great point. Stay on the floor. Don't get into foul trouble. It's the same with Gobert. If it depends on the minutes he plays, it's the same for Bogdanovich. Um, you know, you got to play smarter as you begin to really run into deeper rounds in the playoffs because everybody gets better and the rotations become smaller. So yeah, if you get into foul trouble, what it does for Quinn Snyder in my book is it disrupts how you want to substitute and who you substitute and the minutes played. So, yeah, I think to your point, he's going to be on. Uh, he's going to be tested, obviously. Joe Ingles will be as well. And does he get into the head of our good buddy Paul George, which they had a few years back? It was really intriguing to watch Joe uh, kind of mentally uh, psych out Paul George. And we'll see. I'm sure Paul George is – not worried about it, right, as a professional, but still, Joe has a way. I think he'll be a key, Royce O'Neal, George Niang. It's the it's guys that sometimes don't get the 32-plus minutes or so or 35 that can do some of the best damage or, or can damage an opponent. And I think Royce and – and uh, George Niang come to the you know come to the forefront in that discussion, and also Joe, who I hope can you know shoot his way back into a hot streak because he was dynamic at the end of the season uh, and those first two games against Memphis, but then after that he really took a slide. He knows it. Uh, I'm sure with six days off, hopefully he's uh, found his groove back, and an early shot would do him wonders tonight. So, Bowler, getting back to Donovan Mitchell with uh, the defenses that the, the Clippers favor. Do you expect him to go off tonight and, and, and score a lot, or do you think he'll share the ball? What do you think his mindset will be? Well, we always know him, right, as the, the second-half you know, all-star who comes on strong. He likes to survey the floor and then decide when to make his move. But I think in round two, he's got to be consistent, one through four, Gordon. And also, as Jake's point, stay out of foul trouble. Quinn needs him on the floor even more without Mike Connolly, uh, bottom line. So he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. He'll share it with – uh, Joe, he'll share it with Clarkson. Whether those three play together at the same time will be interesting. There may be minutes shared if the Jazz decide to go with a heavy load of shooters and go a little smaller. Um, but I think Donovan's going to draw a crowd, and I think they're going to try to crowd the, perim- uh, the perimeter and, and try to get the ball out of his hands. Or if he gets it back, force Jake a short shot clock shot, right? Or sometimes the Jazz get into trouble when they make that one extra pass or if they're defended on the perimeter, they get a little more panicky. Usually they're very calm and cool. But I think the Clippers will try to disrupt uh, the passing, the one extra pass and force a late shot on as many occasions as they can. Uh, But they'll be switching defenses. And you may see Zubats as well. They may go big. They may not. And Rudy Gobert, they may try to negate him, uh, just his presence in the paint. But if they're hitting threes, most teams can negate Rudy unless he jumps out and defends the perimeter and then rotates as he does so well back to the lane. So, again, 
It's going to be an interesting one, right? I mean, Clippers are good. They were built to win a championship last year, a disappointment. They lost just like the Jazz amazingly to Denver after having a 3-1 lead in round two. So they've got something to prove as well. I thought they were out. I really did in round one. But, you know, champions and great teams uh, and great players have a way not to panic and win big games on the big stage. And that's what Kawhi has done multiple times in his career, and he did it again. Bowler, you're the best. Excited. We're going to see you down here at the arena and excited to kind of doing a little a little side thing. That's that's terrific. Yeah, I think we're going to do some giveaways too. Sweet. So I'm kind of like a circus, you know, like so if you guys want to, you know, I don't know, I may draw your name out of a hat and see if they, hey, Gordon, you just want a T-shirt. How about that? Bowler, I just want to see you out there trimming the trees, you know, tidying up the place. Well, I can do that. Uh, I'm heading down in about 40 minutes, so I could try to do that or bring the belt and wait, put it in the corner and do it after the game. There you go. Whatever's yeah. convenient, Bowler. That's yeah, all. Whatever, whatever works for you, buddy. Hey, I tell you, I hope Jazz Nation comes in full force, and as uh, Jordan Clarkson said, man, bring it and don't let it stop, right? So it's from the minute before we tip off, before the Jazz end the game. I hope the crowd enjoys every minute of this, and it should be a wild scene tonight. At Vivid Arena. Round two, game one. You said it, Bowler. Clarkson's a cool dude, isn't he? Yeah, you know, if I could, I'd hang with him. I'd like to get to know him better. I mean, look at his clothes. I could learn something. Gordon, I know you could, pal. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could get away with what he wears, but uh, it looks good on him. Yeah, some guys can just wear it, Jake. I don't know why. Why is that? I don't know. Personality. you got to own it, I guess. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you do. You know, but Gordon does a good job of coordinating colors with his hat. So it is weird. That, yeah, that's the Garanimals approach to dressing. <laughs> yeah, right on, bro. <laughs> Bowler, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Hey guys, see you soon. Take care. See you soon, Craig Bowler Jack. In his appearance, brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply. We have a jazz update coming up next. So my question then becomes: Are, are you going to listen to to Jake and and Tim in the pregame? Or are you going to l- listen to Bowler and Alema? Can't go wrong, buddy. All good coverage. I'm with you. I'm, uh, I'm with you, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. In fact, I might go down there and hang with you. You should. Uh, you should. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point belt. Belt, belt, belt. Jazz Clippers game one tonight here at Vivint Arena. No, Mike Conley for the Jazz still recovering from that injured hamstring. Jordan Clarkson talked about his role changing without Conley. I really haven't been, you know, looking at the series. I think you said, like, well, Mike being out, but in this game right now, uh, I feel like kind of draws me into, you know, making more plays for my teammates. Um, you know, look to, you know, kind of, you know, stay aggressive, but uh, still continue to move the ball and, make plays for my teammates knowing that uh, that's another guy that we have out that kind of starts our blender for us. Um, so me, I have to, you know, really step into that role of getting in the paint, making plays for others and uh, getting, um, you know, other guys open shots as well. Tip off tonight, uh, game one will be a little after eight o'clock. Pre-game coverage from the plaza out front of Evan Arena begins at seven. This update brought to you by Mountain Land Supply.
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. A total request Tuesday. What is this? Songs that uh, represent the Clippers Jazz series. I don't know what song this is. This is Ellen Parsons Project Damned If I Do. Oh. Okay. Don't know what it I don't I don't get it, Paula. Explain. Shout out to Paula. Thanks for listening. All right, should we hear a little from Jordan Clarkson? Let's do it. It's uh, he's an interesting fellow to listen to. Here's what Jordan had to say in his uh, pregame or his availability earlier today. Hey, Jordan. Uh, first off, just, you know, the news that Mike Conley's not going to play tonight. Um, you guys have played without him before and won without him before, but he's such a, a steadying presence on the floor. How do you think that affects game one tonight? Um, like you said, he's been great for us all through the year. Uh, through the playoffs, he's just going to push us, uh, push other guys uh, to step up tonight. Um, you know, it's a hard build to forward with him out the game, but um, – you know, we definitely got to stick to what we do uh, defensively and still stay aggressive and, you know, take our shots offensively and uh, stick to the system. Like I said, it's a uh, a big, uh, you know, a big void to fill, but uh, I feel like us as a group together, just staying together, picking each other up, um, we're still going to play a, a really good game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Jordan, along those lines, just given, you know, what you've seen from, you know, how teams adapt in the playoffs already with the series against Memphis, and now, you know, you guys having to adapt again without Mike, uh, how does it personally change things for you? What do you see yourself having to do at all differently in this coming series against uh, the Clippers? Um, I really haven't been, you know, looking at the series. I think you said, like, well, Mike being out, but in this game right now, uh, feel like kind of draws me into, you know, making more plays for my teammates, um, you know, look to, you know, kind of, you know, stay aggressive, but uh, still continue to move the ball and make plays for my teammates, knowing that uh, that's another guy that we have out that kind of starts our blender for us. Um, so me, I have to, you know, really step into that role of getting in the paint, making plays for others and uh, getting, um, you know, other guys open shots as well. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. JC, since uh, you guys learned that the Clippers would be the opponent, kind of what's Quinn been focusing on most in practice and kind of what's the what's the biggest thing you guys need to do from a matchup point of view? Um, We've really been focusing on being ourselves, bro, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we've made a few adjustments here and there uh, defensively. Um but the biggest thing he's like really harped on is just us being us. Uh, that's offensively and defensively. Uh, sticking to what we do. Uh, we know they got two great players and, um, you know, really uh, good supporting guys around him as well. You know, with, uh, you know, the twin, uh, you know, Pat and all those guys. You know, they have a really solid team. But uh, I think our biggest message has been just, just being ourselves and being aggressive and, you know, doing what we do at the end of the night. 
Follow up from Dana Green. Hey, Jordan, you guys have had uh, 13,000 in there for the first uh, few playoff games, going to 18 for the first time in a couple of years. Do you think you're going to be able to notice that? Is that going to be uh, uh, just increase the atmosphere that much more to have a full house? Um, definitely. You know, it's always love when uh, we get more people in the stands in that arena. You know, it's been super loud uh, the first two games and then, you know, finishing the series here. Uh, against Memphis uh, last game, you know, that's an experience that uh, I feel like a lot of young guys will never forget. And I know it's an experience that I'll never forget. So uh, let's keep it loud. Let's keep it lit. And uh, let's go get this win. <laughs> ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Jordan Quinn said something interesting. He said he thought the uh, Clippers thought this was an advantageous matchup, and that's maybe why they lost the last couple of games. Do you, do you guys feel like they were targeting you? And, and does that feel personal? Uh, I mean, if that's what they was doing, that's what they was doing. If they was losing games, trying to come play us, hey, that's the fate, you know, they chose. And, you know, we're going to come out there, lace them up and, um, you know, win a series, first one of four. So, um, if that's what they was doing, trying to manipulate that and uh, think it in. It is what it is. And then we just, uh, like I said, we're going to stick to what we do and um, put all force on it. There you go, Jordan Clarkson. I thought that last part was important. Jazz do need to stick what they uh, do, what they do. And uh, we talked about this toward the beginning of the show. You know, I think it, the Jazz will have a lot of success in this steer- series if they make the Clippers adapt to them, not the other yeah, way. Yeah, and I agree with that because there's a lot of talk about adjusting and whatnot. Why not make the other guys adjust? Adjust to you. Yep. And, why, and, but, why, but, why do the Jazz have to come up with a small ball lineup to match the Clippers? Yeah. Screw that. Make them adjust to you. Feed. Sorry, I, mean, I stepped on you there. No, I got a little no, excited. No, I, no, I'm just in my enthusiasm <laughs> agreeing with you. I, I, I've always wondered about that, and I read about that all the time, and I hear it, and I think, no, make those guys do the adjusting. I understand that the adjustments are warranted at times if something is working for them, but, man, punish them for for creating what they think is an advantage. If they're going to try and guard Rudy with Nicholas Batum. Yeah. Make him pay. Punish him for yeah, that. Agree. Dunk on his bean over and over again. Be aggressive and force the, you know, force the issue. Make him foul you or you get a dunk. Yeah. Cuz he is the smaller player. You know, the other interesting part about that is when we were talking with David uh, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it's longer ago than that. But remember when he said that Rudy is pretty effective in closing out on perimeter shots? He is. Mm-hmm. That, that the, the average percentage is considerably lower when, when Rudy does that. And I'm not saying that, that that's great to have Rudy out there you know, trying to cover somebody at the arc, but um, it's not like that is overly difficult for the Jazz, uh, although Rudy probably will want to hang back a little bit to try and cover everybody at once, as he's called upon to do. He does do that. Uh, I think Rudy is completely key in this series. I think, I think Rudy has a chance to really make his mark, and uh, they're going to try everything they can to minimize Rudy's uh, impact, and he's he's got to force the issue, and, both sides of the floor. Yeah, and I think that about Donovan as well. And, yeah, those are the Jazz stars, so no duh, right? Well, it would be nice if Donovan forced the issue defensively, but I'm not going to. To quote a good friend of mine, don't hold your breath. <laughs> I, I speak, well, yeah, I mean, that would be don't terrific if Donovan Mitchell could be a stopper. 
but uh, I I would expect him to play a key key role offensively. And again, no duh, right? But sometimes teams do everything they can to slow that down. And if Donovan is able to to, he will be called upon. He will be called upon to do extraordinary things, in my opinion. And he should be up for that challenge. Not that you want to force it, but uh, <laughs> when I. Speaking of forcing it, when you think of some of those shots he took in the first half against Memphis, was that forcing it? It kind of was, but guess what? The ball was going in. Can I ask you a really stupid question? Sure. You just said I'm he, used to he will be called upon. Is that, is that the only time using that cliche that you ever used the word upon in, like, casual, non-religious conversation? Called upon. In this country, no, yeah. no, because when you're in a classroom, and uh, is that called on or called upon? That's that's called on. I mean, you, we never say, "Boy, Rudy dunked upon his head." <laughs> well, if you were talking Unless about verti- a- verticality, <laughs> up on his head, or in a nursery rhyme, but but called upon, <laughs> dunketh upon yeah, his crown. Right. You never hear called upon. Why? Why? Why can't you just say asked? He will be asked to do that in this series. You have to go because with called upon. Because why use the same word over we, and over again? We Mix never use the word upon bit. ever. I do. I'm sitting upon this chair. No, you don't. <laughs> What's I, that? I talk to you for a living. You never use the word upon unless you're saying when called upon. What's that opinion based upon? Oh, okay. There you go. That's a that's a decent example. Although uh, I've never heard. Would you it be say based that on? Upon, what that opinion upon, based upon on? Who are you going to depend? Which you don't say that ever. Well, that would and, depend and you upon. Just, you, you think can, I get hung up on weird stuff? This is this is back east, out west. No, I got it. That's why I said it was a stupid question. But then I th- started there thinking, no like, when when, when was the last time I used well, the word upon? I, that, that, that's a perfectly fine word. Bestowed upon thee. <laughs> I just we don't use that. You said called upon. Not asked, but called upon. I just thought you never used the word upon. Not you per, per se, but the the royal you. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we got that straightened out. No, we didn't really, because you think you use it every other word, but you don't. No, I don't I mean, I, but there's nothing wrong with mixing up your language. Once upon a time. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's that's how all Gordon's anecdotes start. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on a second. From a land far, far away <laughs> in a distant time. Can I can I call upon our listeners to help you uh, out? Because really, I mean, will you please send in to Jake Scott at Jake Scott Zone usages of the word upon that are perfectly fine. Not perfectly fine. Used in daily discourse. What? Well, I mean, what, who makes the rules I on that? I realize that upon is a word. Thank you. But I'm saying used in, like, normal conversation. Oh, <laughs> now you're really making rules. Oh, you said upon. Whoever uses that word. Nobody. I'm going to start using it instead of the word on. Like when I go to the upon. drive-thru, I'm, like, I'm looking upon the menu here, and I don't see. <laughs> I would not like any ketchup upon my burger. Yes. <laughs> please, please, I'm begging you. Do what Austin is doing. Prove. Place some whipped cream upon that <laughs> milkshake. Nobody, nobody ever Jake talks wrong like that. On this. Nobody ever talks like that. Sorry, I got us distracted. That's my fault. <laughs> That's usually your role. We'll get it back on track coming up next. Stay tuned. Stay in your lane, Jake. 97.5. Upon your lane. 1280 The Zone. You 
can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, it's time for Austin's List at the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's brought to you today by our friends at Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801 801- Two five three thirty eighty. That's Davis Vision. Of course, uh, Austin uh, Horton has an enemies list, and uh, you don't want to find your name on that list. But yet, we put people on there all the time. Who's going on there today, Austin? Uh, a man called Mr. Simon. Uh, in fact, uh, I did find his first name, Howard Simon. Howard Simon goes on the list. Did you guys ever uh, get like late fees when you would rent videos or check books out from the library? Or, or heaven forbid, not return one of those videos and have it ruin your credit for the rest of your life? <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, an aside, did you see the blockbuster documentary on Netflix? No. The last blockbuster in the world in Bend, Oregon. Oh, is it? It's a. It's a. It's a poorly done documentary, but it's fun. It's full of nostalgia. But anyway. Hey, I, I'm here to uh, take out a, uh, a mortgage, please. I want to buy a home. I, I'm sorry. You didn't return Hoop Dreams in 1997. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Says here that Dunstan checks in has never checked back in. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say no to you. Good luck renting. <laughs> right. But it's the it's the absolute. Late fees are the worst. Uh but even more so than late fees are the safety patrol type people out there <laughs> who try to go above and beyond and take the go the extra mile, like Howard Simon did recently. Uh, this comes from University Heights, Ohio. After nearly 50 years of blowing in the wind, this is one of those cheesy okay. pieces. A double Bob Dylan album finally has a direction home. Okay, that is cheesy. <laughs> yeah, A man living in San Francisco has mailed the vinyl back to an Ohio library 48 years after it was supposed to be returned. Howard Simon recently sent the album back along with a letter apologizing for having held on to it. That's fine and dandy. That's you know, Whatever. Yeah. That's a nice thing to do. But then he also included $175 and his own record with a request that the library include his record in their collection for it to be checked out now. Oh, you mean this is his like sly way of getting his demo tape played? Yes. Is that what this is? Yes. Wow. For $175. Wow. So uh, late fees, I, I, they bother me, but more of the, what bothers me more is people that won't just give up on their dreams. <laughs> now, I, I realize that. You, you, you just give up you, on you your dreams. You want people to give up. Are you an adult or not, Howard Simon? I, you just want people to give up up on their dreams. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I can only imagine if you were a famous musician how many times you get some moron trying to slip you his demo tape. I realize that that's like the, the, the plot of Hustle and Flow. And I think that was uh, in uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah yes, Marshall, wasn't I was just that? Yeah, yeah, of that? yeah, right. It Where, spawned a, a, a sequel, actually. Right. 
How many times, like uh, I don't, I don't know. Give me a uh, post Malone's walking around Salt Lake and some. Hey, check out my band post. You're gonna it's perfect for your label. You're gonna oh, love I it. I bet they hate it. Oh, I bet MC hate. Godfather gets it all the time here. It does happen. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, I mean, what was the doesn't. sequel of Forgetting Sarah Mar- Marshall? Uh, get him to the get Greek. him to the Greek, which oh. is a really funny movie for like. A few specific scenes that are just the funniest thing. But overall, overall it's, it's okay, yeah. but there are like two or three scenes in it that are just madness. See, I, I, I hate that. I'd rather have the whole thing be bad than have one or two great scenes that you have to watch the movie to see. <laughs> he is give him $100 and it's and crinkled he's gonna guy. complain about it. Yeah, I agree. You I don't want an okay movie. Wait, you want to hack re- your way through a bunch of bad scenes in order to get one good one? It's you're, better than a bad movie. Again, you're yeah, honestly talking you, to like 99% no, of comedies. No, because then you can just, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> then you can just not watch the movie. But if it has a great scene in it, then you have to. The problem with a bad movie, though, is you keep holding on hope. Like, okay, well, it's going to get better, right? Yeah, it's going to get better. Really and know. then. You've wasted an hour and a half of your life. Do you think that that's more common with comedies than any other genre? Yeah, I think Jake's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you see them all on the trailer. Yeah. You see the funniest parts in the trailer and you go, oh man, this movie's going to be hilarious. And then it's like, wow, it really was just the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Will Ferrell movies just watch the trailer, really. Hit the trailer, get a couple of laughs from the trailer, and that's about all you need to do. I would agree with that. My expectations are pretty low on Wolf Ferrell movies. But get a oh yeah, big time. But get him to the Greek is worth watching. It is funny. But it's like two or three scenes that are outrageously funny that make it worth it. Okay. Like where he's going so. to Good Morning in America and and uh yeah. Jonah Hill is trying to keep him sober. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty funny. Gordon, you would like it. You would laugh. You think so? All right. Stay right, tuned. Do you think you have a good sense of humor? Uh no. You don't? Not at all. Uh-uh. Austin, do you? Nope. What? Comedy's hard, man. Not funny. You in guys the have good senses of humor. It, we don't. What do you base that? Upon? I'm not saying that you're funny. I'm saying that you find good humor in good comedy. No. All right. We had a disagreement about a comedy show off the air yesterday. We did. Yeah, a show that I think was funny, which is not anymore, and you two find hilarious. I don't. Hilarious. There aren't very many movies I think are. Oh, hilarious. this was a show. But anyway, all right, stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show starts. I'm going to have to run, and I mean run, to get out onto the plaza by showtime. You run, I'll stroll. Oh, yeah, you're coming too. That's awesome. I'm glad you're... Sticking around for the pregame. Uh, yeah. You going to do half and play. post, too? No, I got work to do. Okay. Not at home. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that column at sltrip.com. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate we'll, that. We'll keep our No, mind. you're working, too. I'm joking. It's all, we're out swinging that pick in a salt mine. You always say that, but but yet the labor that we do is is doesn't resemble that at all. It's minimal. Is that what it's, you're saying? Well, it's certainly. I mean, I know that you really. Uh, it, uh, let me think here. Hmm. It takes a lot of effort to hen pick that keyboard, hen peck that keyboard, but it's not exactly swinging a pick. Look, look Jake. I said it before. I'll say it again. I have heavy responsibility upon my shoulders. Okay. 
I just got a tweet. This is that's going back to our five thirty segment. I got a tweet from Dwayne, by the way, that says Gordon is getting upon my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I get blamed for this? You're the one that brought it up. <laughs> Blame me for the dumb things I do, not the dumb things Jake hey, does. Hey, you brought this upon yourself, Gordon. I did. <laughs> I, you did. And I I I kinda highlighted it upon the show. Would you happen to have any gray upon? No. What is Oh boo. <laughs> boo. Boo. Shame. That that didn't even make a sense. A shame and a pox. Yeah, right. All of it. But what would you say is the most uh heavy manual labor we do in our line of work? Like, Johnny sets up a remote for us. He drags the tables, the chairs. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I hump my computer into the building. Do you? Yeah, yeah, my laptop. I cl- climb up the stairs every day. <laughs> okay. I bring my water bottle. I, I think I, I click a mouse, and uh, I, when you ask for Instapoles, I answer the question, the phone. But Well, that's physical labor. Our labor is more uh, mental, you know, having to put up with each other. So yeah. not labor, then. My doctor asked me the other day, would you say you live a sedentary lifestyle? I said, I'm, I aspire to be sedentary. I, it, Austin said, I, I do. I sit upon my rump most of the day. <laughs> All right, Jazz Game Night Free Game Show starts next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.